ever wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. Do you ever wonder or worry about what if things don't go as you planned or prepared? We all know those moments in life and sometimes in birth when things turn upside down and we have to consider all our options to find the safest, gentle path to birth for both mother, baby, and family. Today's guest truly has a story about navigating changes and the many lessons and ways she found to continue to prepare for and have a breech orgasmic birth. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. I am so honored today because my guest is Dr. Amanda Noel. Amanda is the founder of Aphrodite University, the premier Yoniversity, and I'm saying that right. I love that and Modern Day Mystery School for Female Love Leaders. She helps smart, conscious women magnetize their divine partner at light speed while discovering their deeper purpose, abundance, and pleasure in the process. Using the ancient secrets of twin flame alchemy, she transformed toxic love blocks and wounds into a woman's source of magnetic power so she can attract the man or the woman, money, and the manifestations she desires. Amanda graduated cum laude from Duke University in sexuality studies. She holds a PhD in transpersonal counseling at Meta physics and is a certified life coach and a high priestess channel. Amanda, I am so over the moon honored, one, to be connected with you after our time together and to really hear your process, your path to your orgasmic birth, breach birth. So welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. And I'm so excited to support the viewers here in their orgasmic births, however it may be flying for them. Thank you. Well, I know it was really, I love to say, kind of divine intervention that we met in Bali. Just, I was so touched in meeting you and meeting you as you were beginning this journey. So can you talk a little bit about kind of your pregnancy and what that was like, how you were preparing for birth? Yes. So actually our encounter is a really important nugget. There was so much magic and synchronicity and joy. My partner and I set out in the world to travel for about six months before we fell pregnant and we had almost like the gates of the universe pointing big arrows to come birth in Bali and everything kind of just flowed and aligned and the things that we thought we were supposed to be doing by, you know, staying in our three bedroom uh, home in Austin and, and continuing our, our work there. So everything flowed. And what happened is actually right around the time I met you, it was so, so important that I started to 
receive support because my birth was like this magical flower birth and energy in Bali. And it was also very intense because I was away from family in a foreign culture. And I started to have a little bit of family, I would say family PTSD show up. And the way that it physically manifested was like, everything's great with your birth, but you know, your baby's head is kind of upside down right now. Don't worry about it. She'll, she'll be fine. Or, you know, it'll be fine. We didn't even know if we thought it was a boy and she was not, but everything was like rainbows and butterflies. And then this like little dark serpent started coming in of like, oh, we're planning for a natural birth in a place where, you know, like you don't want a high risk birth. And my baby's head didn't turn, didn't turn it. And it turned out it was perfect. She never turned, but it brought up a lot of fear. And so you and I meeting each other, I mean, we met through such, we'll go into all the details, but like when I tell the story to my friends, I'm like, I can't believe, you know, we met on email and I was messaging you about some software. Like, oh, I have the same software. Let me help you. By the way, if you're ever in Bali and we meet at a cafe the next day, it's like, there were all these little beautiful divine gifts that were confirmations of it's okay to trust the spiritual plan that's happening. It's okay to trust the universe. But that little serpent that was coming through was like, you're going to die. You know, like, what are you doing? Birthing and breached birth. And, you know, your family wants you to be back in the U.S. You should be getting a C-section and you should, you know, everything should be how the doctors tell you. And it was such a difficult war happening. I would say almost between it's funny, I teach about twin flames, the polarity between feminine and masculine. I was like, my feminine nature and my intuition is like, you can do it, mama. You've got this. You're here. You came to Bali. I even bumped into, like I'd given a psychic reading to a woman and she was at our birth center party. And I'd given her a psychic reading saying, you're going to be, you're going to be pregnant soon. You got to start building your business. You have a baby spirit. And then like a year later, she's like, Dr. Amanda Noel, you gave me a reading. Here's my baby. And her baby's name was the name that I channeled and like all this magic. And I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I came to the sacred birth temple for a reason, the sacred land of Bali, very feminine energy. But there's this wrecking ball coming in saying, you got to go to the hospital and and figure out your C-section birth because your baby's not turning. And that's probably the way it's going to go. And maybe you could do a natural birth in the hospital, but the science side of me, the masculine, the linear, the the safety, the protection, my family, everything they'd ever thought. And I was at this like lovemaking war junction in my heart, left brain, right brain, what are we doing up and down, you know? So there was a lot going on and you coming into my life at that point was a game changer. I know I could, oh my gosh, I get so emotional. Like I could not have had that birth without you. And it was such an amazing birth. And I can't wait to share it with your, your tribe today because it shows what's possible when we tap into the divine and we also receive the support that the universe wants to give us. And I'm like, whoa, the fact that I got the Deborah Pascali Bonaro, the person that is like the orgasmic birth dream, you know, team, orgasmic film that I've been hearing about for years. And I finally watch it and then I email you about it. It's like, she's available to work with me privately. I can sign up with her and like, I meet her in part, like, wow. So thank you. Aww. I'm so honored. Thank you. I was so honored. It's such a gift to be able to support you and support people that are on this incredible journey. As you know, birth is an incredible portal that opens in our lives. And so take us deeper because you're making me teary eyed. Mm. So 
talk about because for a lot of people, like this is, they might be going through this right now, right? A lot of people get pressed between what their heart says, what their intuition says, and then the medical system that can sometimes really try to take over. Absolutely. So I was doing a lot of this like feminine energy practice with my background being in transpersonal counseling, metaphysics, working with the chakras. And I was that pink sheep in my family where I left the mainstream system. I dropped out of pre-med from Duke University and I started doing women's studies and sexuality studies and traveling the world, anthropology. And in the birthing process, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be free and I'm going to go to Bali and I, I'm going to do this. And then that voice in the back of my head that said, how, how dare you? You know, what are you doing? Can you really do it? You need the science you need. And I'm so grateful for the science that we have. And I know for some people, that's what they need because it resonates with their soul. What I'm so excited to share my orgasmic breach birth story, because I feel like it's a rare story that doesn't need to be a rare one. I want it to be the norm. I want people to know that even if they're diagnosed with a condition or they're told that they're, they've got a, you know, I have a diagnosable learning disability. You can't do this. Or I love the underdog winning in the eighties movie. That's like my classic classic thing. And my birth felt like there was such an underdog of this child wanting to come through. So I'll backtrack a little bit and say that I started connecting with my baby's spirit before she was born. And I had also synchronicities before she was born that were creating these little dots connecting in my mind of there's a divine plan here. For example, I went to a crystal store in Sedona and I was like, well, I, I need to get a crystal for my baby to put on the altar. I don't even have, we, we weren't pregnant yet, but actually we were pregnant. We probably, we'd probably conceived a few days prior. I didn't know it, but I was like, okay, I want to get a crystal for when we go to Bali and we try and get pregnant. And so I couldn't find the crystal and I was so de defeated. We came to Sedona and we have to leave in five minutes, but then an Amber alert goes off on everybody's phones. Beep, beep, beep. And for those of you in Europe, an Amber alert is when there's like a, an abduction or a child being stolen. And Amber is a stone of protection. And I look at my phone, Amber alert, white car, Toyota, whatever. And then I look up and there's Amber stone. And I'm like, that is it. So I got this stone. It was on our birthing altar and she wore an amber toothing necklace for the first two years of her life. And so I ask those of you who maybe don't believe so much in the woo-woo, just to be open-minded. And those of you who believe in it, to give yourselves credit, because I know these things happen. Miracles are happening all of the time. And it can help us to even write down a miracle list of like, wow, you know, I lost my job 20 years ago and I was so defeated, but then... My friend from college emailed me out of the blue right when I was thinking about how I'd like to go work in, in this field or something. So write down your miracles list because when you review it, you're going to go, well, hello, there's someone upstairs or some, some greater force or power. And that kept on happening. Even my daughter's name came to me in a dream. And there's a special connection to AA names in my family. My daughter's name is Elisa. My name's Amanda. My sister in love's name is Andreina. She has a daughter named Amaya. Her name came to me in, in a dream. And then when I dreamt, the letters came so clear. It was like, okay. So this journey has been really cool because I believe that we're connected to our baby spirits on the other side. That before they come, I say before they come down, there's 
no up or down really. There's as above, so below, as within, so without. But before our baby spirits arrive in the physical, there's a preparation that needs to happen, an alchemical process that happens within ourselves. And everything that we're delivered with, the signs, the synchronicities, the need to surrender, the painful things, the challenges, the people that we meet, they're all things preparing us, not only for the birth, but the birth then prepares us for our child their personality, their sole purpose, their gifts, their challenges that will strengthen them for later in life. So I've, I've learned a lot in the process, but when it came at me, it was like, I just wanted the rainbows and butterflies. I just wanted my Bali water birth, never had it because you can't birth in a birth tub. You need the gravity if you have a breech birth, but I had something way better. That was so perfect. And every day, my husband and I, pretty much every day we're like, that baby came out. She crawled, you know, she came out butt first. And we just re recount the birth all the time. It was like such a sacred initiation for us. It's indescribable. So kind of flowed all over the place. I don't know. Yeah. Where, where shall I go next to support? I would say audience? talk about like, so you got to the point where you like trusted your body, all these synchronicities came together. And now labor began. So take us there. Like you've made some choices. Let's really talk about what your birth was like. What was early labor like? How are you feeling and what were you doing? Yeah. So before getting to that phase, I think there is like this feminine masculine polarity that has to be addressed. And, you know, we're often conditioned to believe these things like, we should have the perfect life. We should have the perfect house. Just, you know, big dreams come true and they can and they do, but it's never usually how we plan. And there's usually that hero's journey, that dark and light coming together. And so I want to talk a little bit about how, for me, the dark side was this medical, I had a deep, I would say almost PTSD with the medical system because when I hit 21, I got my wisdom teeth pulled and it left me with chronic migraines. There was nerve damage and every, for about two years, I, I just was, I graduated from university and all of a sudden I was basically handicapped with chronic pain. I did a lot of healing with alternative medicines, helped a lot, but it got down to for the last 20 years until very recently, I just, for the last four months, I've been migraine free, which is a big thing. I'm knocking on wood, but I had this severe pain that was scar tissue from the medical industry. And with this baby in my belly, I was like a mama bear, like stay away from me, medical industry. I, you know, I'm going to do everything naturally. And of course, what we resist persists. So what I have to say about, for me, my fear and what I was resisting was I did not want to be strapped down to a hospital bed laying on my back, being told how to birth, knowing that when we do that, we usually end up going into more contraction. And yeah, so, and, and then it can often lead to more traumatic births. So the science piece, I actually healed it before the birth. And I think that's so important. So whatever trauma, PTSD, wounding, like I asked my mom about her birth. I did a lot of healing before it happened. But part of it was actually addressing the concern. I didn't want to be a delinquent pie in the sky. I'm just going to have an, an orgasmic natural birth and not have a plan. So once I had my plan A, my plan B, and my plan C, the C being the C-section, the B being a, a breach hospital birth, and the A being an amazing home birth, orgasmic home birth, once I, I became okay 
like all of them will be sacred. And I'm not a victim if my child and I and my higher wisdom choose the hospital. And maybe there's a purpose for me to face that reality and to love and accept it and bring in an orgasmic energy into the hospital system. And yeah, so once I was like, okay with it, all of a sudden these little miracles, like, hey, there's a, a breech birth practitioner that's done over 500 births and Deborah coming in saying, well, you know, if you meet a person that's done over 150 breech births, you're probably statistically going to be better off than getting a C-section birth. So, wow, you know, that, that feels good in my body that rests well. So before the birth, I went through a journey that got me really set on so many levels with that masculine piece of like, did I do the responsible thing? That masculine energy is protective provider does the research and the feminine feeling was like, yes, this feels good. And I kept on attracting all these women that were doing, uh, I had a friend put together a beautiful, big flower maiden. What is it called? The, it's not a baby shower, but oh, like blessing a, the way. Yes. Yes. I had a blessing the way in Bali with was buried in, in a bathtub of flowers and women brushing my hair. And I had four midwives and I had another midwife online and I had you over in New York. It was like, I had a portal of ancient wisdom keepers being like, we support this birth. And I just couldn't believe how supported I was. It could be soul sisters for some people. For me, it was, wow, I had this incredible team. And that felt already like a yes energy in my body, like a flower that's like, I can't wait to open versus I think if I were, you know, with my husband and a male doctor and maybe a few nurses, my body wouldn't have naturally been like a yes. So those things that, you know, you encouraged in your course and your coaching with me was like, what kind of essential oil do you like? I have this lotus oil here. I keep essential oils around. It's like, Deborah asks you, you know, what are your, what are your candles going to be? What kind of music do you like? All the senses. So my birth portal became very sensual. And then leading into the birth, well, I teach orgasmic manifestation because when I grew my business, part of it was, okay, getting the, the business, the website, the niche, hiring a business coach. But another part of the work was definitely internal and sensual and even sexual. I've discovered this self-pleasuring practice while in a villa in Italy and my business had kind of stagnated at around 3000 US a month. And I said, I'm just going to do me now. I've been working so hard. I'm going to kind of just like trust the universe. And from this Renaissance villa with all this art and beauty and nature and olive fields around, I did this orgasmic manifestation on 11-11. I think it was 18. And I was aiming for 11 orgasms. It was seven. And I started to discover, wow, there's something deeper when I just fully fixate on what feels good in my body. And I quantumed my income to 17,000 a month. And I went from kind of the struggling, you know, getting it grounded, going up and down to like, wow, I'm hitting six figures. And I felt a difference. If you're intuitive and you feel that quantum shift and you feel the confidence and you feel it's like, okay, that was undeniable. The numbers showed me, but also like that, wow, this feels different. So the night that she was due, I did a self-pleasure practice. And at the end of the practice, when I took my hand out, all this water leaked on the floor. And I was like, I don't think that was the kind of like sexual fluids, you know, like it was a lot. And it, it my water broke, honey. Like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> okay, right on time. And so 
I knew I would be delivering in 24 hours. My midwives told me if your water breaks, like this is how it works. We don't want infection to set in. And so I had an incredible, it was this blend of my own intuitive natural flow and time is of the essence, baby. Can we get this baby out? We're doing the laxative. We're doing the, the drip. And I ended up having going from very little surges, very gentle, very light, you know, Deborah, you've taught me all these amazing tools and how to, how to get comfortable. And I was doing little dancing and this, the surges weren't contractions. It was me connecting with my partner and some sexiness and here's some essential oils, baby. And then all of a sudden the acupressure massage therapist comes over and says, okay, we're going to hit some points. And they put a little bit of the drip in an IV because they said, we need to get you dilated. Okay. We respect science. We're going for this. And everybody goes downstairs. Amanda's going to have a massage. And about one minute into the massage, I scream, I have to poop. I have to poop. And the poor massage therapist is like, what do I do? And I, I'm screaming, you've got to take the, uh, the drip. It was hooked up to this. Uh, it was actually a ladder, like a little bamboo towel holding. Anyways, like, we got to go. We got to go. And she's screaming. And then all of a sudden, I, we go from this tranquil, feminine, you know, Bali, nurturing massage, essential oils to go time. And I had this incredible experience of everybody came in the room. It was a mirror. And I teach about this in, in my work. The twin flame mirror is as above, so below, as within, so without. So within me, I manifested a room of my husband, massage therapist, and three midwives. One was online, <laughs> kind of monitoring. And they were all frantic like I was. I just really had to go poop because if you ever take, if anybody has ever taken the, the laxative castor oil that they give yes. you... The difference between a feeling of having to take a, a diarrhea is the exact same feeling of having to have a baby. And I really had to take a big diarrhea. And they looked at me and they said, no, 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 no. Get off the potty. You know, like go to the bed. It's time to check you. And what they should have said is your, your baby is already coming out. We can see its little bottom. <laughs> I didn't know. And so this room was kind of in this there was havoc. Everything was crazy. You know, this perfect moment of tranquil birthing essential oils. It was like, ah. and one of the midwives who actually, because I am a psychic and I read energy, when she was telling me about her birth and she hadn't done a birth, she'd taken like a couple years to raise her child. And maybe she did a couple practice births at the birth center. I, she was holding my hands and she was terrified because she'd had a terrified birth. And I was looking at the mirror of my soul going, she's trying to comfort me. I took her hands because I said, I need this room, the chaos to turn into pleasure now, alchemize. So we were holding hands and she went from coaching me, put your hand down here, masculine, do this, which is how her birth was coached in, in Europe. That's what you do. And I held her hands and everyone around me came around. My, my husband did the nipple stimulation. And within about two minutes, the baby was, everything was out but her head, which is in a breech birth, usually how it ends up is you have to do some work to get the head out. But what was so funny is her face went from fear and like, I got a coach, I got to be the man helping out, you know, like this masculine energy, let me do this, to I looked at her and we just started having this kundalini thing. It was coming through me and I surged it through her. And I used the tools that I've learned through your work, through ecstatic dance, 
through orgasmic practices. And it was like this group orgasm <laughs> the, between myself and the energy in the room just shifted. It went from like, there's going to be something maybe dangerous happening to her, her eyes. I remember she was like, what's happening to and she started smiling. I was like, it's, it's okay. It's okay to have a reach for it. So it was so cool. The energy of bliss and joy was fully in my body, in my auric field. And at the same time, I could feel sensations like, wow, she's moving down fast. Her birth happened. And I think we have videos of it and it looks like around three minutes. I mean, it was wow. very, very fast. That's fast. It was, it was like acupressure massage to, I have to take a poop. Everybody runs back to our baby is, you know, pretty much out in two, three minutes and they timed it. And they say, I remember ups, upside down this, the doctor, the head doctor in Bali basically drew this upside down picture of, or he wrote the word and, and you coached me on it. They said, you know, if your baby doesn't come out in around eight minutes in a breech birth, it, was it apoxia or some, yeah. some terrifying hypoxia. word? Hypoxia. I tried to blink it out actually. And in fact, I had yes. a piece of paper and I ripped it apart afterwards. I said, no. And I think that was a powerful ritual. And then you told me, you know, Amanda, they're going to try and help you and educate you as much as possible. But I'm sorry if you took that as, if you don't get your baby out in eight minutes, you're, you're going to die. The baby's going to die. It's going to be over. But in the end, she came out in under a minute. It was so fast. And she was purple when she came out. She wasn't breathing. She had the cord wrapped around her, not just once, but three times. They, wow. they pulled her away the second time. And then this other midwife said, stop, stop, stop. There's another wrapping, you know, the little baby fed. Unwrapped it. They put her on my chest. She was blue. And I didn't go into fear because that sacred love, that miraculous energy field was in me saying, I can't go to the dark side. I know that doesn't help. The motto of Aphrodite University is amor vincit omnia. And that always reminds me of anytime I've healed anything, it's always love. Love heals all. I had a yes. five-year, it wasn't a yeast infection. It felt like for five years, I had this horrific, undiagnosable infection. And it was a dream that I had was blasting this demonic entity out of my womb with tantric love. And so I, that was one of the big teachings that I had and, and the entities kind of, assistant said she knows the secret and I was like oh I do know the secret it's love so if you have any fear love and Deborah you taught this to me it's like there's the the chemical cocktail of fear which now I'm a little rusty on it but there's the chemical which is you know probably adrenaline adrenaline and catecholamines yes all those yuckies and right. you could go that way or you can go into the love the bliss which is anandamide the, the happy joy the oxytocin Tocin. all that serotonin yummy 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 so I kept that in mind it was like I could be having a traumatic birth but I'm gonna just be the queen of the room. And even if my midwives are scared, that's fine because love heals all. It was a little superficial. It was a little like, fake it till you make it. I don't want to say superficial. It was real. And, and there were layers of my Yoni tour. I had okay tearing. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible for a breech birth, but it was like, when I look at the videos, it's like, my husband says, you're smiling as blood. It's like kind of coming out like a little bit more, you know? But it was so fast and they took care of it and they sewed me up. And even as they were sewing, I was just, you know, I'd rather focus on this new baby. Let me just 
look at your beauty and I can, I can talk to my body later. I can deal with the pain later. My body knows exactly what it's doing. And it did take, I did need to do some healing later. I will be very honest that it, if there is a trauma, we can heal it. And we have that responsibility and it's totally okay. We have all the skills, but in that moment, I looked into her face and I was saying, Lisa, you've made it, sweetie. Come and breathe for mommy. You can do it. It wasn't like, breathe, damn it. It was like, no, you've got it. And she started breathing. They put the oxygen in her nose. She turned from purple to this peach color so quickly. And she looked, I swear, she opened her big blue eyes and she was looking at me. And I was just talking to her. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful you made it. And so talk to your baby, well, before you conceive, if you can, that's a wonderful thing. We welcome you here. We're going to have a beautiful life. Even if you think you're making it up, if you're like, I, the baby seems to be telling me they, they're going to be a free spirit and like art, and you don't know what's going to happen. You could get it wrong. But having these conversations, I believe it creates that field of love and compassion and what they need. And it also helps us, you know, it's like, I felt much better saying, welcome here. You did it. You're breathe. You're going to breathe versus coming from some other space. So that was my beautiful. I know what a journey you've had. And I know for everyone that's listening, right? There are so many nuggets that you put in, in your journey, but to someone who might be pregnant right now, that maybe has a challenge before them, or they're just, you know, preparing for birth. What would be one nugget that you'd like to share with them? One I know it's hire, hard. There's so hire many. Debra. Right? <laughs> hire Debra. You're so oh my gosh, sweet. Your sessions were so powerful meeting with my husband and I and working through the fear and getting your background with the data was so great. Going through your courses. I was such a nerd and my husband was like, wow, you are like an overachiever. You're checking off all the boxes on the, the audio or the videos and the meditations and everything. I think like if, if you pave the way and you do the work and you have the right support, there's something that locks in like, wow, I feel supported. There wasn't anything that I didn't prepare for in the birth. So there was something like, ah, oh, you know, I've done everything I can. The rest I have to give to the universe and having such a loving team and tribe and birth was new for me. It was my first birth working with people with like, this is your jam. This is what you've been doing for years. Any question I have, you've probably seen somebody go through something similar. So you had an answer and I felt like I can relax or is this non-judgmental space. So I would say if I just worked with the technical side of, of things, you know, what to pack in your birth kit or but there is this support and I chose orgasmic birth because I'm all about pleasure and orgasm. So find your team of people that support your way of birthing versus fitting into some mold. And if you're like, but I can't find anybody in my area, just be open, call it in from the universe because it's possible and you can put it together. You know, I had you online, uh, you weren't right. here in the room, but I felt your soul and I messaged you about it. Like, you know, right when she was born, you're probably asleep in the middle of the night, but I felt you. So yeah, have your team, your tribe. Such great wisdom and such an honor to have been there and supported you and your husband and the welcoming of your beautiful daughter into the world. To those that are listening, I'd be honored to support you too, but tell people, cause you gave a lot of nuggets about the work that you do. Where can people find you, follow you and take your classes? 
Amazing. Yeah. So there's so many different things that I would love to share. But one thing that we do is we have a new moon ceremony to set your goals and intentions. It's more focused on business and money, but it could be about anything. And then we have a full moon ritual. Both of these are a complimentary offering online at Aphrodite University. The full moon is more about love and self-care and pleasure and, and gratitude, celebrating what we've created. So yeah, you can check out Aphrodite. You can opt in for, maybe I'll just give the new moon link to start there. Aphrodite yeah, University. Do. Yeah. So Aphrodite, and it's spelled A-P-H-R-O-D-I-T-E, university.org, short for orgasm.com. AphroditeUniversity.org forward slash new dash moon. And that is a complimentary ritual that happens every month live on the new moon on Zoom. And it's for women. Fantastic. And are there any social? Do you want? Sure. I love getting social with my soul family. We are on YouTube and it's YouTube forward slash, I guess it's Aphrodite University. We, they give you a couple different options, our handle. So yeah, Aphrodite University on YouTube. YouTube. And my husband is a big part of it as well. So if you see some guy with a red beard, then you get to see the divine masculine. And I just want to give a huge shout out for the birth because he was such a support space holder and nipple stimulator during the birth. That really did work. My oxytocin was like, my body just can't help but feel good. And he's so loving. He was holding me. So if you do have if our partners here, know that your role is almost like structuring the womb space around the mother as she's holding that womb space. It was, it was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Amanda Noel. And thank you for just all your wisdom for being here with us tonight. I hope that everyone that's listening, you took some nuggets away. We always love to hear from you. What did you take out that you're going to birth forward into your life um, or into your birth? And I hope that you'll let both of us know what that was. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. So thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Mm-hmm.